at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Good morning. The Centre for Development and Enterprise says that the really, I suppose, almost non-existent economic growth we've seen in the last 15 years is actually the result of bad policy choices by government. There's a suggestion, in fact, they say that government may even have an anti-growth strategy. The executive director at the Centre for Development and Enterprises, Anne Bernstein, and good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Quite a thing to say, that government may have an anti-growth strategy. Why do you say that? Well, if you look at where we are today and the poly crisis we face in every direction, every area of policy you can mention, I think what we're, our analysis shows is that we're in this situation because of bad policy choices a decline, a catastrophic decline in governance or government performance, and really a devastating lack of leadership. So we're saying there isn't a deliberate anti-growth strategy, but to claim that we have a growth strategy is just an illusion. Everybody talks about growth. They tell us they want growth. We have lots of policy documents saying we want growth. But when you look at what is actually being implemented and how it's being managed, you have to say the net effect is that we have an anti-growth strategy. Is it just incompetence? I mean, is that what's led to this? The fact that the policy is bad, the fact that it's poorly implemented? I mean, we, in 2012, had a national development plan. Everyone seemed very happy with it. It was never really implemented. I think it's more than that. It has to do with cadre deployment, where you you place people in very senior positions, often to implement, to spend public money and to build infrastructure and they have dual loyalties they're loyal to the party and they have fiduciary and other responsibilities to the institution they're in and as we've seen this has worked disastrously that's a bad policy we have a cabinet of mediocrities at best who are unable or unwilling to do their jobs or to implement some of the good policies well so I think you have to say it's time for South Africa to have a a really honest diagnosis of why we are in the many crises that we are. Because it's only if you have an accurate diagnosis of what is wrong with the patient that you can work out what to do. So we keep putting band-aids on it, we keep obfuscating, but at no point has government or in fact organized business given us clear diagnosis of why we're in the mess that we're in. Um, That's policy, performance in government, wrong people in place, and a, and a lack of leadership. Three or four, five years ago, there was a huge amount of sort of anticipation that things would change, that President Cyril Ramaphosa was going to bring in new economic policies. Uh, he himself promised a sort of social pact, a sort of restructuring of the economy. None of that's happened. Has he failed? I think he's failed dismally, in my view. There are one or two areas in which things have improved very marginally. Of course, SARS is a big improvement and full credit to the president for getting rid of the crooks who were running it and putting in competent management. But there are very few other success stories. And in fact, poverty is worse than it was and unemployment is at historic highs. And... It's hard to see the the kind of active leadership 
that we need. In some respects, it looks like the president has checked out of being the active leader of South Africa. Um, so I think we're in a very bad situation. I think the president as a reformer has in many respects been a mirage. And I think the announcement yesterday of top CEOs getting together with government to deal with three of our vital crises is an indictment on how this country is being governed and the fact that we don't have a growth strategy. So, I mean, I hear you say all of those things. Would changing the person or even the party in charge really change very much on some of the problems so deep-seated and making policy in a country with so many different constituencies, such a diverse country, um, isn't that always going to be difficult? Policy is always going to be contested and contested strongly. Well, you're making a number of points, Stephen. I believe this is a special developing country and we have enormous potential. We have chosen wrong policies in which to govern South Africa. Take the development state idea, for instance. Whatever you think of it, we have tried this out with ESCOM. We have had a monopoly provision of energy. And so when that goes wrong through cadre deployment, corruption, bad management, this threatens the very fabric of our society, not to mention our economy. The same with Transnet. It's a monopoly of provision of you know, running the ports or freight rail or PRASA, commuter rail. These are monopolies where, in many instances, a lot more competition between different providers, including if you want a state provider, would have been a much more effective route to go. So... Policy choices really matter, and that can make a big difference. And then corruption and cadre deployment. Cadre deployment is still this government's policy, according to the president. So, you know, this is a, a major factor in South Africa's decline. And what we're saying is that you shouldn't take growth for granted, and we're all seeing that now and that you have to make some deliberate choices about priorities and about how you're going to implement your growth strategy if you're going to be successful. But it's hard. But South Africa isn't doing that at all. And the little list of reforms that Operation Volendlela are trying to implement, which many of which I support, that is not a growth strategy. We need timetables. We need competent teams of people to actually get it done. So now we have the top CEOs of the country not running their companies, but actually trying to hold up the fabric of our society in order to keep the economy at least having a chance of success. This is not how to govern a country. And Bernstein, thank you. Strong views, as you can hear, Executive Director at the Centre for Development and Enterprise. Well, your views on that, 86 You're That's FM leading the conversation. It's 8 o'clock. Outsurance will go out of their way to try and save you money on your car insurance. If they can't, ask for 500 rand. SMS out to 38462. Now that's good news.